welcome to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. Come down the stairs into my little laboratory here. I've got two little assistants I'd like you guys to meet. One of them is Jade Sarson, comics extraordinaire, comic maker extraordinaire. Good afternoon, Jade. This is usually the point where it's like, tell us a joke, but I guess I'm an evil assistant for today, so... Hello, master. <laughs> that That's Aww. real good. That's a good impression. A nice little eagle. Can you tell us a joke as eagle, though? Um, come back to me. <laughs> okay, okay, we're, we're keeping the show moving. We'll keep going. Second assistant is Joshua Randall. Good afternoon. Oh, hold on. I want to try and get my... I was going to do an eagle voice, but I feel like I can't. I'm not going to be able to top Jade. Go on. Uh, oh, my, my, my impressions have gone, and they're all various uh, standards of quality at the moment. Hello. No. <laughs> no. Let's shut it down. I mean, it was good. In my mind, I knew what I was going for, and then I just didn't go for it. My joke can't top that. <laughs> God damn it, Jade. I mean, you're more accurate, but unfortunately, Josh is more entertaining, and therefore you do kind of lose in that yes. regard. Yes. Damn it. Damn it, indeed. Okay, so we're here to a superhero but in order to bring this creature to life yeah, 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 uh, we need some ingredients we need some inspiration that was my imp- impression of Igor out of 10 guys a zero inspirate no no he's still still, still, still can't not. still not no <laughs> Josh yep. well volunteered what have you been reading in uh, comic form in, in comic form this yes, week specifically specifically um, I have gone for uh, Greg Rucker and Nicholas Scott's uh, Black Magic. Ooh, what's that all about? It's all about crime, but uh-huh. with magic. Aha! Uh-huh. Yes, um, it's all about a character called uh, Rowan Black, who is a uh, police officer. Um, I don't want to go too far into it because it is very cool. Um, but there's a lot of magic, but mainly my, my favourite thing about it is the mm-hmm. art by Nicola Scott. Oh. Worth noting, she does a really good... She's just been doing art on Wonder Woman. Ooh. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, she started off the Rebirth stuff, and it was really cool. Um, but in this, it's a bit more... I don't want to say toned down. Well, actually, no. I suppose I technically could, because that's kind of a joke, because it's all in black and white. Oh, it's toned down. Yeah. <laughs> that worked in the end. Colorist jokes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got that little niche cornered. Um, so the comic is in black and white, except for when it seems like kind of magic is being used in some way. A lot of like, oh, little, okay. a lot of like little yellow eyes, that kind of thing. Oh, mm. so like that web comic I recommended a few weeks back. Long exposure. Hmm. Yes, just like long exposure. I love that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, it's using color as a storytelling element. Yes, please. That is, mm, that's the nice flavor mm. right there. Yeah, so it's just a nice kind of slow burning kind of crime just with little um, bits of magic i'm not sure how this is going to inspire or kind of like influence any of my superhero choices this week oh i think it'll have an effect i think it'll have a um a magical effect oh. uh, we've run out of entertainment for the episode it's now <laughs> going to turn into a, a factual a fact-based I show hope you enjoy the next 55 minutes of just pure fact no, it's Sweet. just more ego impressions for 55 minutes. I mean, that seems to be what's working at the moment. Uh, Igor, yourself, what have you been reading this week? 
in well, I'm not going to do that. Um, so <laughs> it's funny it, it's you should. It's so good though. It would have destroyed your voice. I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did. Um, what was it we were recording before? I I did a voice for that where I was. Um, oh, it wasn't recording. It was D and D, and I was doing a voice of a ghoul in Fallout Four, and I was dead after an hour. <laughs> oh, um, God. So yeah, I no, that. not not again. <laughs> Um, so it's funny that you were talking about one that uses limited color. I've been reading something that does that as well. Um, Whoa. What yeah, a cool right. It's, it's almost like people are figuring out that less is more. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. So I've been reading um, I Love This Part by Tilly Walden. Uh, it's a very Ooh. short romance comic. Mm. Uh, it's It sums up the very brief, fleeting. Uh, nature of a school relationship between two schoolgirls. What's interesting about it is, um, like Tilly's artwork is gorgeous. She's especially great at and well, well known for her architecture. Like she does quite detailed architectural illustrations. Hmm. But every page in this is a splash page. Oh, which, really? Yeah. At, at first, I was like, I was a few pages in, and I was like, hold on a second. Like, is is every single page like this? Because you know that that does bring up the age-old question of is this technically a comic if, if it doesn't have you know panels per page but then i was like actually fuck off enemy because <sighs> this is a visual story of course it's a yes. comic just to define that uh for for the lay listeners out there a splash page is like just one page one image you know like the, the real nice big ones exactly but then you also have spreads which are two pages there's mm. subtle differences but i'm very interested in like this start of comicking where it's just image after image after image um, really because the time that we worked on a comic together you couldn't seem to stop cramming panels in hey. eight ten panels per page sure why not i'll just kill myself it's the difference between writing a comic and drawing a comic a writer <laughs> wants to cram as many words in there as he can uh-huh. and a an artist wants to draw the damn story anyway I'll tell you which one's better <laughs> Yeah, me. Anyway, coming back to me and the thing that I read. Um, yeah, uh, I love this part. is really interesting in that Tilly uses her architectural illustrations to a great effect to show how important this relationship is to these two girls. Every page is an illustration of them kind of as if they're giants towering over these backgrounds. Oh, really? But like in really mundane moments, like just listening to a song together on their iPad or talking about like building their ideal house in The Sims, but the only way they can afford that is by using the rosebud cheat, you know, sh- shit like that. <laughs> it's it's really Aww. cute and really sweet, but it also has kind of, you know, it has a tragedy to it because like all school relationships, I think, you know, you can infer what's going to happen of course yeah it's you know it's about immaturity and your kind of first attempt at loving someone Hmm. and how hard that is because you're not entirely ready for everything that love brings so yeah it's it's a really sweet story um and i thought it was a good bit of inspiration today because we've been making a lot of heroes and villains who always kind of succeed at what they do oh maybe tragedy is in our future yeah perhaps like Tragedy for the sake of tragedy is a bit shit, but it's mm. it's this particular comic was a good reminder that not all good storytelling has to have a happy ending. I think. I'm about to say we, well, did, we didn't we didn't but... kill Holly Deadline, did we? No, no, she survived. No. Or, or she... well, we left it vague, didn't we? Yeah, I think 
Moss Landon almost got ran over. Mm. But we should we should try and crank it up. You're right. You're right, Jade. Speaking of tragedy. Speaking of tragedy, You've been I have reading been... Steps the comic. <laughs> well, actually, it's not even Steps. I mean, if Boom wanna hit us up for that uh, potential <laughs> license deal, then we we are down for that. I've been reading uh, a comic that's like you said, it's not a straightforward winner takes it all comic. It's a little bit harder. It's a little bit more real life ish, but it's still about a little superhero called Superhero Girl. Oh, ah. it's called The Adventures of Superhero Girl by uh, Faith Erin Hicks. It's a webcomic, but it has some real nice books. These are the kind of books you want to get out and show off to people because they're like sort of a landscape format. It's a coffee table book. Yes. And that's how the, the webcomic is laid out. The comic itself is about a uh, a 20-something superhero living in the suburbs of a Canadian city. And she's trying to become uh, a nice, well-known superhero. But of course, she has to pay her dues she's got to save the cats she's got to take out all the minor supervillains. there's like a, a marshmallow themed supervillain that's literally <laughs> all about throwing marshmallows and she's all like really come on but what's really great about this is that it's so grounded in real life and it's so uh, analogous of many of ours and younger adults experiences in life so She's trying to sort of make it in her chosen career path, but there's all kinds of obstacles in her way. And not just, I got to get better at this, but like there's other people out there who are overshadowing her. She's still trying to build up her her career. She's still trying to make a name for herself. And that's one of the difficult parts. Um, there's a really great um, page in it though that sort of sums it all up for me. Because I remember reading this with... It was your copy, Jade, and mm-hmm. you were working really hard on your illustrations. And, you know, you're, you're doing a similar thing to her. You're trying to make a name for yourself with your comics, your career. And there's a moment where she's just sitting on the edge of a building, sort of moping that she's not getting anywhere in life. And another superhero just kind of floats down and says, oh, you're a superhero girl. I'm a really big fan of what you do. You inspire me. Keep up the good work. And this superhero flies away. The superhero girl is just there like, the hell just happened? What, what was that all about? And that's, that's what the comic is about for me. Sort of the hardships and the perseverance of young adults. Nay, dare I say millennials today. <laughs> it's one of those that really resonates with me as a person who kind of is always trying, but the world's just got to come up against them and crush them at every moment they get. Oh, God. I'm, Getting existential now. I'm the I'm the sympathetic hero in the BBRP universe right now. You're the underdog. I'm, well, I'm we the are underdog. going tragic tragic this week, aren't we? <laughs> I, th- I think we got to now. <laughs> With that in mind, we can bring a little bit of joy, the opposite of tragedy, to our listeners' lives. If you want to be a part of this podcast, you can do so. We were scheduled to end the competition in August, but I th- we're just going to bin that off. Listen, man. If you want to help us build a hero with your name, all you got to do is leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a real nice high rating, you know, because we're all friends here. We're all friends. Help your buddies out. Mm-hmm. Give us a review. Uh, leave us your name. And we'll use that name to generate one of our heroes. It's as easy as that. And you can be a part of our journey, our creative experiences. You too 
can be a hero. Right. Do you guys want to make a superhero? I sure do. Let's get those Frankenstein chemicals going. Switch on the Bunsen burner and turn on the, the refractive lenses. Click. We're going in. So we've been talking a lot about tragedy and, well, quite frankly, this prompt isn't really a tragedy-based prompt at all. It's... I, I wasn't anticipating all of us reading kind of sad comics and mood comics. Don't worry, don't worry. We don't need to force the tragedy. We, it will come naturally. Organically. Yes. It, we, we're going to have to go against the grain, though, because this is the martial art attack generator. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is unique in that it generates not one, not two, but three words that create the name of a high-kicking, low-punching uh, martial art attack. So mm. one potential combination could be the lurking gorilla dive that could be one okay or so that, the smart what can we do with that one that's, that's a, what some sort of swimming gorilla lurking lurking gorilla dive um some i don't want to say swimming that might be a little bit on the nose yeah maybe they have like phasing can a, powers can it be a footballer Ooh, oh <laughs> like a cheaty footballer just keeps on diving <laughs> it's a silly gorilla josh um do you just hold on to just keep that in the back pocket lurking gorilla dive <laughs> but instead of using a random number generator, I thought I'd go analog here. I got I got some dice. Oh. I got my D100, which, spoilers, isn't one dice. It's a D10 and a D, D100. Well, one of them is a... Count, count the sides. H- well, how many sides are there? <laughs> well, there's, there's two dice. There's a D10 okay. and one that's called a D100, but it just has, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. If you played Dungeons and Dragons, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm just going to throw these bones and see what we get. So, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, a table A is the adjective for the attack. And I'm rolling. I'm rolling. It's 14, which is falling. Uh-oh. Falling? Wait, no. Okay. That's good. That's tragedy. tragedy. Yes. So, falling. Uh, table B is uh, a noun. And we got... 60. Snake eyes. No. No. Piranha eyes. Falling piranha. <laughs> Falling piranha. <laughs> and okay. the last table is the actual attack itself. So, you know, kick, knee, knuckle, grip, grapple, hammer. But we're going to use whatever's in lot number 13, which is bounce. <laughs> Falling piranha bounce. Ho- oof. Okay. Falling... Guys, who is Falling Piranha Bounce? I'm immediately presented, or rather my brain has presented me with, an image of someone kind of diving off of a building, blowing up like a puffer fish, but like an aggressively violent looking spiky puffer fish, and then bouncing on the ground and landing safely. Okay, Okay. Even though piranha isn't a puffer fish, that's just what was presented to me by my very intelligent brain. So I'm sure it's good. I think that's a very good seed that you've presented us with. Because from that, we can extrapolate a few things. That they're quite a daring superhero. They're jumping off a building, for for gripe's sake. That they they have some sort of polymorphic powers as well. As in they can turn into a piranha. Unless they're already like a piranha. As in like... Tragedy. That's tragic. Right there. Imagine if, like, you had the face of a piranha and you tried to live a normal human life. Oh, I thought you were going, like, the help I'm a fish route. (laughs) 
No, no, we're not going to reference that particular you know, anime. Like oh. fish with a baseball cap. Someone, a friend of mine reminded, thank you, Nin, reminded me that this film existed like a couple of weeks ago and I just haven't gone back since. <laughs> one of them was a jellyfish with glasses, wasn't it? Yes. That was one of the characters. And an octopus? Was a little girl octopus? No, I think, I think that's she... Finding Nemo, isn't it? No, she was a starfish. Star- she was a starfish. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, starfish with like a little t- tutu or something. Yeah, yeah I, I'm pretty sure you go. talk about that film every... Every like two weeks or something, just because it has Alan Rickman. What? Bit of an... It has Alan Rickman in it. Alan Rickman was in that film, dude. He, he plays the little girl starfish. <laughs> <laughs> I have not watched it in forever. I'm almost certain that Alan Rickman's in that film. Anyway, we're not talking about Alan Rickman. We're talking about falling piranha bounce. I mean, we can talk about Alan Rickman if you want. I'd be happy to talk about him for another. Can falling piranha bounce have Alan Rickman's voice? There you go. Yes. Cool. We got that. And if you want to learn more about Alan Rickman, tune into Jade Sarson's uh, side podcast, <laughs> The Rickman Hour. <laughs> the Rickman Hour. Well, now I have to make that. Anyway, let's go back to uh, Falling Piranha Bounds. So, falling Piranha Bounds. Yes. So how? what percentage of them is piranha? I want to go like nearly all of it. But I'm talking like to use one of our, um, to reference something. Like, you know mm. how My Hero Academia has kind of bird people and that kind of thing yes can we get some sort of like fish person like creature of the black black lagoon kind of thing Ooh, okay that's a very good way of putting it let's yes we'll do that so they're they're very scaly Mm. but they have the face of a fish Mm -hmm. yeah a very scary fish very well yeah piranhas are extremely scary yeah especially with all the pop culture hype around them because there's a set of very good films <laughs> oh, no. all about piranhas let's let's not tilt so heavily towards the good part they are certainly <laughs> films though this is the episode where we talk about lots of bad films all fish based yes. and all varying quality what okay we're gonna full tilt the uh the tragedy here what if um f- uh, falling piranha bounce is <laughs> in the movie business but part of their thing is that they're, they're always brought in to be the the monster no i oh can they be like they're always the nice best friend oh that see that's a different kind of tragedy that's a very different kind of tragedy right there <laughs> oh these are all very good isn't it a shitty thing though like a hollywood thing for them to be like oh i think it's mainly an actress thing but it must happen to dudes as well um mm. Like, oh, they're just attractive enough to be the best friend, but not the main love interest. Or like, oh, you've got real talent. You've got the talent of a lead, but for particular reasons that are either too controversial or too um, something-ist. Too, not gonna... too insulting? Your piranha face. Then Yeah, uh... <laughs> we're going to make you yeah. the, the best friend character instead. All right, mm. you've... you've... Your mouth's a bit too small and a bit too full of teeth. I think yeah. you're better off as the best friend. Yeah, I mean, Tom Cruise here, he's got a little bit better an- enunciation. He can he can really project. He's got that projection, but you've not really... Mm, the small mouth. Gills. Is Tom Cruise in this scenario some kind of boat? Why are you guys mispronouncing Com Cruise's name, the the true hero? Of, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Com Cruise. Com Cruise can enunciate. So we've immediately got a rivalry between Comtrues and Falling Piranha Bounce, <laughs> who is a actor 
slash superhero <gasps> oh. in Hollywood. Oh, Ooh. there it is. Hey, hey. There's the sound There's... I love so much. How about because he's always like falling? How about like some sort of stunt actor? Yes. Nice. Okay. Good. He's a very good piranha face stunt man. <gasps> oh, I've got it again. Oh, oh. God. Combo. What, what if they're always working for Comtrues as their stunt double? Yes. Good. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Good, good. And they're always in the shadow and they're always like, come on, man. To introduce them, the, um, what, what, okay, uh, Josh, TV man. Yep. Uh, what's the name of people that sort of bring in props and, um, like safety nets or safety cushions and things on a set? Stagehands. Stagehands, yeah, I guess. That's probably the closest. Okay, so the stagehands are all getting set up for a scene featuring Comtru's and their stunt double, and they start to bring in the safety like mat slash big blow up cushion thing mm. that they do, and like the director's like, no, no, we won't be needing that. Like you haven't oh, met our God. new stunt guy, have you? <laughs> so, uh, playing in the theater of Dean's mind is some sort of like nineties esque Nickelodeon esque cartoon series that was made for kids, but is just too good for adults for it to be a coincidence. That's that's how I'm seeing this. It's got a very cartoony style. We don't talk much about the the visual style of our superheroes in their comics, but I just I had think... an idea. Sorry to interrupt. I no, just, please. I, I, need I love to get interruptions. It out. Okay, I'm j- I was just visualizing this cartoon that you described, good. and I realized a good gag that you can only do in like a cartoon or a comic is perhaps because of the nature of the film or TV show that they're filming with Comtrues is one that mm-hmm. travels around a lot. Like maybe it's sort of an adventure series. So they're, they're always traveling the world for new set pieces and whatnot. Yeah. This is how Piranha, I'm going to say for short, uh, this is how Piranha gets around to save people in their mm. superhero sidekick. Uh, however, the running gag that you could only do in a cartoon and a comic is Piranha often isn't there for stunts when he's needed. <laughs> because he's off saving people. Oh man! <laughs> so Comtrues has to do it. Or like, you and could like combine gets it. hilariously injured. Yeah, you could combine it with the, the the other the other stick where like they don't really pile out the mats or anything. Where it's just there, like, okay, I, I got to do this real quick, and the director's like, okay, bring out the nets. He's like, no, 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 I'll just I'll just face plant right now. Okay, ready and action. Next, I got to go save this. Uh, burning fire full of people i reckon like because they're saving people all the time and ditching their job like or just doing it really quickly and not really giving a shit like this is either prolonging the filming or their job is teetering on the precipice about to fall um let's ask ourselves the the classic question of this episode which one is more tragic and that is job being on the precipice Hmm. always okay what? Can I just pop in a little side note? Yes, please. I think it's going to fill the little plot hole we have of why this piranha is actually a puffer fish. I think that's the reason why Piranha Bounce got the job, is because they happen, they're, they're not actually a piranha, but they look like one. Oh, so some, some network executive's like, hey, come here, uh, piranha boy, come over here. He's like, uh, no, actually, I'm a, I'm a puffer fish. He's like, yeah, yeah you, you, you got the part, you got the luck for it. That piranha Com- Com- is the piranha in this case. Yeah. And Ooh. then that's how he managed to get it. It's because he kind of looks like a piranha and he can do all the bouncy stunts. That's great. So Piranha Bounce is his actor name, not his real name. My real name yeah. is um, Derek Pufferman. <laughs> but everyone calls me Piranha Bounce. I, 
I'm I'm okay with that though, as long as people recognize my name. I just wanna get my face out there. I really wanna be an action hero. Oh, here we go. Oh. This is again. a Josh-centric episode, and I'm loving it. Do it. We can have this really... I mean, it's not very tragic, but obviously, um, Piranha Bounce has always wanted to be kind of on screen, you know? It's like, I, I've actually already imagined, like, the first, like, couple of pages being, like, this big old, like, stunt. And then at the very end, once Piranha has bounced, they they yell cut, and they bring in Comtruse to finish it off. Yes. But what I'd like is, once Piranha Bounce has made their, like, foiled their first crime... The TV stations get hold of it, and like oh. he just—he's actually on the screen, and he just gets really emotional. Oh. No, right? But but he's still wearing a mask, so he still doesn't get his name out there. Hmm. Josh, I love your idea. I'm about to make it ten times more tragic, though. Do it. Imagine that whole thing, that exact yep. same scene, but the yep. newscast is like, and another crime was foiled today by Com Trues. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh no! I, I, I Foiled by Com again. Way. I thought you were gonna say that the TV stations thought it was actually Comtrues, and Comtrues takes the credit. Oh, no, I'd fun, like man. that better because Comtrues would be angry with Piranha Bounce for not being on hand all mm. the time. So they have to do some stunts, and they're like, "That's Dude. not what I'm paying you for." Whatever road you take it down, that is a fucking classic maybe, scene right there. Maybe Comtrues is like blackmailing them when they find out that they do hero stuff. Mm. They're oh. like, listen here, I'm going to be the face of this new hero. I'll be falling piranha bounce around here. Of course, Tom Cruise, that famous New York actor. <laughs> I mean, sorry, Comtrues. Oh, it's, it's my, it's my list. It's Careful. my list. <laughs> It's okay, um, I'll... So what would Piranha say back to this blackmailing? And rem- a reminder that Piranha is voiced by Alan Rickman, the the late, great Alan Rickman. This is a series that came out in the 90s, so it's fine. He would have yeah. voiced it. He, he He's a, a young up-and-comer. He's not young and he's not up-and-coming. He was in Die Hard. Um, <laughs> this, but... this is post-Sheriff of Nottingham. Mm. Yeah. I think Piranha Bounce would be okay as long as he got the, the screen time. He's looking for that screen yeah. time. It I might just imagine a- this quite nice, like, you know, big old, like, Times Square kind of TV screen. And his face is just plastered all over it. Mm. Mm. And he's kind of happy with it because in his, in his heart, he knows that's him and not Comtrues. Meanwhile, everyone's going on IMDb and, and they're all like, oh my god, that was Comtrues. Yeah. I can't <laughs> believe it. Do, how much joy do we want to give into Falling Piranha Bounce's life? How much joy do we want to give Mr. Pufferson? I'm very tempted to say 0%, but we got to throw the dog. we got to throw the, the pufferfish a bone eventually. I like the idea of them being like a foster dad or something. Oh, okay. And like their kid maybe is the only one that recognizes immediately like, I know that's not Comtrues. I know who that really is. You're the greatest dad in the world. Maybe not that cheesy. Is yeah, everyone in this world aquatic based? I hope so. Fuck yeah. Why not? Yes. Cool. We got a nice theme now. I like this. We're going to go full, full blown anthropomorphic world. That means Aichira Oda can exist in this world. Yes, it is. Because he has a fish for a head. I think the daughter or the foster child. What what are the cool fish? Have you seen a line fish? Yes. Yes. So they've got like all the, the, the various tendrils. Yeah, they're like stripy Can, can, can the tendrils kind of be like pigtails? Uh, that that was exactly 100% <laughs> what I was going for. 
I'm almost certain they're venomous too. So maybe they can be very protective and defensive of their father. Which works for the uh, defense mechanism that is literally what her father has. Mm. <laughs> they're a very defensive family. <gasps> they, they always try and hug, but every time... <laughs> <laughs> Pufferman always gets a he always gets a bit of like a sting and just instinctively kind of pushes her away when he puffs her. So yes. they have to do the hover hand before school every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I love you, daughter. I love you too, Dad. They they can have a nice kind of maybe like some sort of like secret handshake thing. I don't know. Oh, I like that. Some some way of trying to get around it. Don't forget to do your hair before you go out. Let me brush that for you. Oh, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm almost maybe dead. they no maybe they do like uh maybe he's taught her how to like defend herself like they're always kind of practicing and training together because he's a stuntman he'll probably do mm. a lot of training at home of course so maybe their handshake is actually like a series of jabs at their soft spots mm. <laughs> like maybe... ba 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 and then pa ba 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 it's gonna be kind of like almost like a choreographed fight scene which yeah. ends with like a Something loving that isn't a hug. Or maybe it does end in a hug. They forget about it and they they just go in for it and No no no, they go they go in, they go jab jab jab, haha, jab 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 and they end this secret handshake that isn't really a handshake, um, facing opposite each other and then they oh, turn nice. around, do the classic two fingers to the forehead <laughs> see ya. <laughs> oh, that's that has to be the only time that Pufferman looks one hundred percent cool. <laughs> Just yeah. like seeing it through like daughter vision, you know. Yeah. Well, this this kind of links on actually because we've obviously focused on a lot of their life, but like, is Pufferman's power set basically that he is a puffer fish? He's a puffer fish, and he can just kind of bounce. He yeah, is so he's like invulnerable fish. to falls. Yeah. Yeah, he he can't be harmed when he's falling from like a, a hundred story building. So um, I po- I pose the question this ooh, time. Okay. How does Pufferman? fight crime well our puffer fish they're, they they're have spiky. spikes yeah so like well they're, they're not very sharp they're very blunt oh okay could he not could we not change that just 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 for the just for the comic you know i mean <laughs> no listen, one has to know listen we're, hey, look, we're talking sh- about talking puffer fish here we, we need to be as scientifically on point as possible okay but this is the 90s like you know ren and stimpy rocco's bond life all that kind of <laughs> Ridiculous jazz. What can a cow do? Well, let's put that into a Rocco's. The guy, the psychic from Rocco's Modern Life was a cow, right? I never watched that one. I never watched it either. <laughs> Why did you? <laughs> Rocco, everyone loves him. Rocky man. Um, also, sorry, just to bring on, almost answering my own question. Aren't pufferfish kind of poisonous in some places? I, I only ask because isn't there a Simpsons episode where Homer dies? There's the Fugu episode. It's one fish, two fish, three fish, blowfish? Yes. Um, there's a very particular poison that famously sushi chefs are trained to cut out, but they had to study for years in order to serve it without, you know, people dying. Although, cool facts, people people really don't die from that poison anymore because what it does, it I think it affects uh, your breathing, so it kind of shuts down your lungs, but you can just be put on a respirator and yeah. just... Wait until the uh, poison's flushed out your system. Hmm. So, kids, listen to us and eat as much fugu as you want. <laughs> you got our guarantee. Okay, can we utilize this uh, poison in some way? 
I mean, that sounds Hold on. awfully violent. Hold on. We've just talked about sushi a lot for a world in which everyone's aquatic. God, that's the worst supervillain. I need to know, is sushi a thing in this, in this world? <laughs> I mean, is eating people a thing? Are there dark back... Well, yes. Are there dark alley kind of, you know, secret sushi restaurants? Can there just be a villain called Sushi? Com True is secretly a sushi connoisseur. <laughs> no. Part of the is, secret is, is, society in which everyone eats sushi because they believe that it will ascend them to a higher plane of existence. But they all have to pay exorbitant amounts of money to get, you know, <laughs> higher ranked positions to Oh, eat hello. Wait a sushi. second. I see where oh. this is going. <laughs> That's We're talking about sushi. Sushi-tology? Sushi. No, the, I, all I heard was the word sushi. Yep. <laughs> lawyers everywhere. Lawyers, lawyers everywhere, all over SoundCloud and iTunes. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's just my original idea. Do not steal for Comtrues, <laughs> the, the sushi connoisseur in an aquatic universe. <laughs> I do like that idea, though. I like that very much. And I think this could be one of the cases, the many, many adventures of falling piranha bounce. uh oh god bounce falling piranha bounce i knew that i knew that you're fine i like puffman better though well you should have put that in the name generator puffman's his real name it's okay he's always gonna be puffman he's always puffman to me but yes we can do that we can absolutely do that i want i want the final showdown to be trues versus puffman um in a see isn't it weird how we've come up with a stuntman pufferfish, but he's just the most pathetic thing when stuntmen and women, IRL, are literal gods of their field. Wait, wait, wait. Who said he was pathetic? Well, we've kind of, we kind of took the word tragedy and we just use it to our own means. And... No, I never said is, is he was pathetic. Is it because his name's like Dustin? You just assume that someone called Dustin can't be... <laughs> can't be heroic. Mate... I Maybe think the, that's... the tragedy doesn't lie in him being a rubbish, crappy stuntman. He's an excellent stuntman. The tragedy lies in the fact that he will never be known for his work because that's the tra- the tragedy of real stunt work. Everyone's like, wow, did did Com Trues do all his own stunts? He's like, oh, yeah, I did all my oh, own stunts. Can we, can we have a joke where um, he wears a mask of his own face to try and really <laughs> sell that? <laughs> I, I am Bouncing Piranha. Uh, falling piranha bounce. I am falling piranha bounce. Look, it's me. I'm literally wearing a mask of my own face, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, did you see that last Crumb adventure? It was so good." Oh, I love that actor, that that leading star actor man. Is there some way we can get like a Mission Impossible kind of not not to say that this is linked to any particular actor whatsoever? No, no, we're just big Mission Impossible fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one was your Again, favorite? You Mission guys Impossible are weirdly too? mispronouncing things from this universe. It's Mission Improbable. It's, well, I was, was um, going to try and add like a fish name into it somewhere. Ah, fishing impossible. <laughs> <laughs> fishing <sighs> impossible. Well, there we go. That that I mean, one's down. Wow, Josh, that one's been right by you. <laughs> I don't want to go for something that. How can I put fish into this word that rhymes with fish? Yeah, fishing impossible. The series that sent Comtrues into the stratosphere. Oh, maybe they can do a thing where they're on the set, but they're trying to sort of... Okay, right. So, Pufferson, Pufferman, Puffington has found out Comtrues... The third. Might as well just add that in there. 
Sir Puffington III has found out that Comtrues is on the evil ladder. He's definitely a villain. He's not just a, a dickhead. He's actually a villain. But he's guarded 24-7. The only time he isn't guarded is when he's on set. Now you've got a situation that where there's various movie set-based hijinks slash superheroism where Puffman has to stop Comtrues before he leaves the set and possibly goes and uh, we'll, we'll figure out some sort of countdown element. I've realised. Has... I've done it again. What have you I've, done again? I've come up with the perfect ending. Yes. Oh, Jade. The perfect tragedy ending. You say that, but you haven't, you've, you haven't given us an ending for a little bit. Yeah, because Josh has got there first the past <laughs> few episodes. We, we've been sharing the load. Let me get one. back on my, my, my game. Okay, so uh, you couldn't hear that on the mic. It didn't pick up, but my shoulders were like, Twitching side to side, like <laughs> like that cat gif, you know the one. I, I know the one. Okay, so you mentioned that on the set there's all these kind of hijinks, and it's it's all very laughable attempts to injure Comtrues or or expose him, right? I say laugh laughable, but there's a real like what's the word I'm looking for? There's desperation there. Mm-hmm. We gotta stop him. Mm. We gotta stop um, him. Not to oh, go, uh, go tangent, but. Can one of these laughable things have anything to do with an angler fish whose light is being used as lighting yes. for a film? Yes. <laughs> just, just, Absolutely. To, just to throw that in there. No, that's great. If we're going to go into imagery, we will literally be here all night. <laughs> and we will make Jade draw every last thing that we come up with. So we can't do that to her. <laughs> okay, okay. So it gets to the point where it's become a moral dilemma for Pufferman hmm. because he's realized, I'm just going to have to... None of this is working. I have to kill him. And as a hero, is killing someone the right thing to do if it will stop them from, you know, hurting people? Let's let's ask our good friend Zack Snyder with his buddy Superman. What do you think? Oh, sorry. The the sound of the recording was covered up by the neck cracking. Oh, God. Well, anyway, this is... I'm trying to forget about that now. This is the dilemma that's faced by Pufferman, and I wonder if the ending could be that one day Pufferman is setting up for a stunt and it's it's one in which he has to do something quite complex and he has to trade off with Comtrues for a part of the scene where they have to film like and actually get his face in the shot. Oh, okay, so maybe like he does a stunt and then let's say he falls onto a crash mat but then Comtrues gets up off the crash mat and sort of takes over. Perhaps that that, that's too easy to for Com to not get hurt though. It has to be something intricate. I can't think what. I think it should involve falling somehow because that's the name of the fucking comic. Falling piranha bounce. Yes. So in a fall of some sort for a stunt, he does it like a couple of practice times, and this is where he has like the internal dilemma, like, and it, it's a long drawn out like internal monologue where he does the practice falls, and everyone's watching. And he's like, "It's all okay. Yep, yeah, we're testing all the rigging. Everything's fine." Yeah, sort of the director's getting his eye, and he's got yeah, yeah. his his lens because yeah. he's a hammerhead shark. He has to sort of really <laughs> jam it to the side. I told you, man. He's got if we... two. He's got two cameras, either not cameras, <laughs> screens either side of his head for him. Two to monitors. Check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and every so often he shouts, "This will make a great 3D movie." <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we can't leave leave all that to Pixar. Oh god, that's okay. the Pixar game. Okay, so so. 
He's he's done the couple of practice runs and he's come to a decision. Is he going to tamper with the rigging or not? And perhaps we don't see what his final decision is. Does he tamper with it or not? We don't know. Comtrues comes in, does his part of the stunt, and we don't see the result. That like maybe that's the tragedy, perhaps. Like we don't it's not no one cares whether Comtrues dies, but everyone cares whether Pufferman became a killer in order to be a hero, perhaps. Oh my god, so we just end the comic before we know what's happened to him. Yes. That's bold. Oh my or, god. Is... Or holy oh. shit. Or Here we go. Okay, so you don't see whether he tampered with the equipment, slash rigging, slash whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. see whether Comtrues died. The story mm-hmm. cuts off there. We pick up months later with Puffman in a new job, saving people, and that's like we just move on. That is that's that. Yeah. And that's the tragedy. I- there is no big hurrah when bad people are brought down. People just move on. That's the nature of Hollywood and LA. <sighs> God, like you, you just turn on the TV and there's like another star who's taking all the attention. Yeah, they're the new big thing. It's Harvey Starman. I don't know. He's, he's and like and and Pufferman, you know, goes home and they've lost their job because obviously without the star, the show, show can't go on. And yeah. although, well, that implies that the star is lost. Hmm. There's there's so no there's no room in LA for a pufferfish with a piranha-ish face. Can it end with, like, a lingering shot of, like, some sort of bat signal? <laughs> but with, like, just a round kind of pufferfish-looking thing? And he kind of just looks out. But does he get up? Does he even look at it? Does he even does know? He... Oh, don't even have him look at it. That's even better. Yeah. He, maybe he, he, he's... he's just snuggled up with his uh, daughter. He's not... He's right. going to be sn- a hero to her. <gasps> he's... Sn- no, oh, no, no, no. oh, 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 oh. Oh, who, who wants to do their uh, oath moment first? Uh, rock, paper, scissors after three. One, two, three, scissors. Done. Damn oh. it! Wait, <laughs> no way! I win. Okay, <laughs> right. So they're all snuggled up on the sofa. Imagine like he managed to get kind of a nice apartment with a view of the sky and the bat symbol. He's huddled up on the sofa with Lionfish uh, Foster daughter, and they're all watching. Is that the her full She's name? Lionfish Foster daughter. Yep. Why not? Um, everything's named very literally because everyone yeah. forgets everything after three seconds in this universe so <laughs> they just name each other what they are that, that's why the film industry is so big is because yeah. they have to keep on re-watching it <laughs> I tell you what trailers on YouTube just get the millions and millions of hits billions even imagine so Foster Daughter is, is all snuggled up very contently to her Foster Father but he looks like real sad glum empty watching this tv with the bat signal in the background real depressing stuff end do you mean puffer symbol the puffer symbol yeah excuse me what what did i say the bat symbol symbol. they don't know what bats are is a bat (laughs) there are are batfish surely uh i'm gonna google that right now josh what was your idea um my, my idea was around um he has to kind of help choose the things that he kind of loves like it could be like his Lionfish, foster daughter, really likes him in the films, and that's what kind of makes him a hero in her eyes. Mm. Um, and he has to decide whether or not he should break his kind of like hero mantra of like killing, because you know what hero doesn't have that? Yeah, cause and kind of lose out on being a hero, or if he should kind of fully no. It's all right. Do you Josh, see where I'm going with this? I think so, Josh. You've you've. 
pulled more than your fair share in this episode. <laughs> it's it's okay. Um, also, oh, I found the, la- the last what... thing. Sorry. Go on. Can it can it, can his best friend be a stingray? Not not for any particular reason. I just, you just want like, a stingray. I just like the idea of having this kind of human body, like a stingray, like the entire stingray for a head. <laughs> of course, it's like <laughs> nice little happy face as well. <laughs> yo, yo, Puffman, what's going on? Does he wrap his Does he wrap his kind of fins around his neck like a scarf or something? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but the little oh. smiley face is all that's left. That's all you can see. Yeah. Ray, let me tell you a story. Oh, there we. Is that how it starts? <laughs> Puff Puffman depressed in the bar, talking to his BFF Ray. <laughs> This is our most complete comic yet, I think. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're oh. in a restaurant. A very particular kind of restaurant. And they Ray doesn't realise it. But they're in a very particular kind of banned, unethical restaurant. <gasps> oh, no. Where they recount... <laughs> Pufferman recounts the entire tale. And it's revealed at the end that he's there to bust down the final sushi place in in the main city or whatever. Nice. nice. I like that. So he did like that's that's your final little bit of hope. He did continue saving people cuz I can't handle it. It's too tragic. <laughs> yeah, I think we need we need to be less we need to be less tragic. I bit <laughs> off more than I could chew. <laughs> I guess we are basing this around the Hollywood a Hollywood movie industry and there's you can't have a tragic ending. Name a Hollywood film with a tragic ending. I dare you. I'll wait. You can have vaguely tragic ones like um, Inception or something like that. Green Mile? I've finished waiting. (laughs) Uh, Batman vs. Superman? Trick answer that. The whole film's tragic. We are not a film podcast. We are a comics creative podcast. Mm -hmm. Our opinion is probably okay, but not 100%. So, we made a comic. We made uh, Falling Piranha Bounce. Jade, who is Falling Piranha Bounce? Let's get this recap on the go. Okay. (sighs) Falling Piranha Bounce is a stuntman in an aquatic world where everyone is fish-based people, I guess. Yes. Uh, Shall we sum it up as they have fish for heads rather than they're entirely fish-based? They have fish heads, but also their body is sort of themed towards that fish yes exactly Mm. um so unlike his name he's actually a puffer fish and he uses this to his advantage as a stuntman and he has a foster daughter who is what type of fish dean a lionfish a lionfish um so lionfish foster daughter is her name because everyone in this world forgets everything after three seconds so (laughs) that's how they've named each other beautiful josh who is Contrus? <laughs> One of the best damn fine actors in the whole of this aquatic Hollywood. That's what they say, anyway. Yeah, that's what they say. Hmm, um, I didn't get it. But that and that's what it is on the sur on the surface. <laughs> but in the depths, oh, Contrus is actually part of some kind of vicious cult. No, no, it's a... not a cult. It's a, f- it's a perfectly legitimate religious <laughs> slash business slash sushi eating. It's an organization. <laughs> it's an organization. Yeah. That's perfectly vague yes. enough. Based around, as we've said, sushi. <laughs> and it is up to uh, our good old Pufferman to kind of choose whether or not he uh, kills Comtrues. 
effectively to skip kind of yes he tries to, to expose him earlier mm. on but all mm. of that fails because naturally hollywood puts up with a lot of shit it really does hollywood get your fucking game together <laughs> speaking of getting your game together amidst all of this of course mr pufferman is fighting crime as falling piranha bounce but he's getting none of the credit for it he's getting all the camera time but everyone just thinks it's calm trues because he's his stunt double so of course they look very similar and calm is just like yep definitely me <laughs> and he gets none of the glory he gets all the airtime, but none of the glory but he's always a hero to lionfish foster daughter but he's also a literal hero i feel like we didn't cover that enough he does yeah. go out whenever he can of course, yes. To, Full on to domino save, mask. Yeah, yeah. To save people at random with his bounce slash venom powers, I guess. He's he's prickly. He can't can, punch can, a Can he do fish. something where he kind of breathes in and then he, when he puffs out, he kind of shoots spines? Maybe. I mean, could he not just be a big... Like, have you ever had those, um, what are they called? This, like, space hopper things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you ever had one of those just thrown at you as a kid? Yeah, there you go. As a that, kid? Yeah, I yesterday. was demolished. <laughs> yesterday? Yesterday. Not yet, Wait, not really what? Yesterday. Oh, God. <laughs> not really yesterday. It was for the sake of comedy. Okay. Because they're fucking smart. They yeah. got that, that rubbery, like, airy bounce to them. So, yeah, could he not just blow himself up, reel back, and then fling himself at someone? <laughs> kind of like pinball. Yeah, and just crush them. And that is Falling Piranha Bounce, a.k.a. Yep. Pufferman. Puffingford, Puffin Man, Puffington Post, the third. Thank you so much for listening to us ramble about fish and fish-based superheroes. Uh, you can do us all a favor if you would be so kind. If you leave us a iTunes review, like we mentioned before, we will use your name to generate a superhero shock gasp. Oh, also leaving us just a, a star review on there will help us massively. You can also just go ahead and tell a friend about our podcast. You know, the old old word of mouth trick. That's still applicable in nowadays computer times. So just say, hey, hey, you, you spending a lot of time drawing your own comic? Or maybe this might serve as inspiration for you. It's a little thing called Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast. They make weird-ass heroes. And if you're telling your friends about us on, say, Twitter, make sure you use our hashtag, Sidetrack. Which you know, I was about to say one final word as we were going to fade out over the credits. Do you know how difficult it was for me to not mention dogfish in this episode? (laughs) Do you know how difficult it was? I'm disappointed you didn't. I I didn't want to. I was trying to give. I'm trying to give sidetrack. You know, trying to give him like a little hiatus. Then I'm going to bring him back. You can't have rails underwater. You can't have rails underwater. You can't have. You can't have like a submarine dog. Um, it's fine. He'll have his own special tunnel. Eurostar little... sidetrack. He's a little torpedo. <laughs> little torpedo. But, with, but, but with a dog for a face. Uh, <laughs> if you want to talk to us about sidetrack or literally anything else, literally anything else, contact us on Twitter at BBR underscore podcast. We fucking love uh, chatting about comics, superheroes, sidetrack, side creativity, the work. So get in touch with us. I also chuck all my drawings of the heroes up on there and on Tumblr, so you can check yes. those out there. And on Wednesdays, we post about the comics that we talk about during the episodes as well, so you can actually see them with your own peepers, because they're they're beautiful works of art. You should 
read everything that we tell you to because we have impeccable taste, especially Josh. Impeccable. You have been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I am Dean McKnight. I am Josh Randall. And I'm Igor. I feel like we didn't really use the Frankenstein setting much. Well, we did create fish people. Even though, you know, we had the whole setup at the beginning. Isn't there some film where a there is an Igor character who is a fish floating? Is it Despicable Me that has that kind of Igor character who is actually a fish in a bowl with a no, robot? No, that's... That's... Is that Megamind? That's Megamind, yeah. That's Megamind, yeah. That's Megamind. We've come full circle. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) Have a good one, guys. (laughs) Bye. See ya. Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast is hosted by Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson, and me, Josh Randall. It is edited by both Dean and myself. Do not forget that you can get in contact with us on Twitter with our handle BBR underscore podcast. Maybe we've missed a glaring problem in our fault. Or maybe you're thinking, damn, why didn't they bring up that? Or maybe you want to send me some fan fiction to do with moths and frogs. I don't know. I'm not here to tell you what to do. Except... Maybe you should be leaving us a cool iTunes review. Or maybe just like a star wipe or something. It'd be really cool. And you could also end up getting used on a prompt for a future episode. From Easy A to Zombieland Z, we are Can We Get Emma Stone to Listen to This, the podcast that aims to answer exactly that. I am TV's Kevin Lanigan, and I will do whatever it takes to get Emma Stone to listen to an episode of my show. (laughs) I think Hollywood celebrities just need to get used to Trump as our president. All right, all right, all right. right. I'll try everything. We've given up halfway through board of Monopoly. My daughter, Belinda, had flipped over the table onto her mother. She was currently trapped beneath it, so we were trying to find games we could play that did not necessitate moving around or the use of the bottom half of one's body. I'll do anything. As you reach into your pocket to pull out your iPhone, she stands up and her form begins to shift into that of an ancient red dragon. What the f- Well, Emma Stone wasn't in the monster manual, but dragons were. I had to improvise. All in the pursuit of one goal. Available now on the podcatcher of your choice. Every Tuesday from now until we get Emma Stone to listen to this. And no, it's not a sex thing.